What is up, everybody? This is the Two Guys Drinking Whiskey Podcast. I'm Neil. I'm Christopher. We are Two Guys Drinking Whiskey. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We talk about whiskey, we drink whiskey, everything from local finds here in our area to rare bottles from all across the globe. Today is no exception. We are traveling to Scotland. Yeah, well, I wish, but... Not literally. I know what you're saying. But we are drinking our way to Scotland today. We haven't done a scotch in, I don't know, a few episodes, so it's good to, good to be back. God, when was the last dedicated scotch show? Mm, I think it was the Compass Box, maybe. Okay, yeah. yeah it, was a, it was a minute. It's a big one to follow up, though, too. It is a hot minute, yeah. So today we're doing the Dewar's Double Double Aged 27 Year. This is actually a gift from my good friend Christopher. Yeah. I only gifted it because I knew you'd let me drink some. <laughs> that that is stri- strategic. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, this is technically our one year anniversary podcast. Oh, so sweet! This will come out on Tuesday, and our actual one year anniversary I think is going to be on Friday, February wow. 11th, if I'm right. Okay, I could be wrong. I should double check. I should fact check that shit. You should know I... our anniversary. We're what so... the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> We're not married. So ashamed. You don't know it either. That's why. Well. <laughs> My wedding anniversary is on the first of the month. So okay. It's kind of hard to forget. That. You did that on purpose. Yeah, I know. Got to be the first, babe. Because our real anniversary, I, I often forget it. <laughs> so we got this delicious bottle here. It's, uh, like I said, 27 years, double, double age. There's a lot going in. We'll get into that. First, we did get a bottle of Dewar's White Label. Actually, we, we just got a sample. I just went to one of our local bars. Oh, yeah. Nice. That carries it. Why spend the money on something you're not going to want? Exactly. I just brought a little tester bottle, and they're like, uh, give me a couple shots of this so we can we can play around with it. That's a couple shots? This? Yeah. Well, this is a generous couple of shots I give you. Well, it's Wisconsin. Yeah, it's true, too. Shots are generous around yeah. here. People owe me favors, so. Yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> like just give me a couple... Give me a couple snorts and they filled her up. So yeah. that was nice. So yeah, we're going to start with the, the Dewar's White Label just to kind of give us a nice base and give something to kind of work off of. This brand is pretty popular. If you've ever heard of Dewar's or not heard of Dewar's, you can see in any liquor store. It's usually behind every bar. White Label is going to be a very, I'd say, rail brand. Of is it rail considering a bar? I would, yeah. Okay. I would, well, I mean, you can always get like the super generics, but sure. if you want like a decent, I'd say comparable to like... A Captain Morgan or a Bacardi. Sure. So I guess it's more of a call name, but it's not going to be Johnny Walker Black status. This would be real if you're at a nicer place. Yes. This is going to be like, well, in my bar days, right. I only kept like one scotch because I only had like a couple of people that drank it. Sure. And this was just one that everybody kind of agreed hmm. upon. Okay. Nobody came in for a nice scotch. Shame on them. That was years ago. I'm guessing that if I were running the bar now, a totally different game. Quite different, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's give it a let's give it a nose and a taste. This is the regular Dewar's white label. There's something burnt that smells in it. And it's not the inside of the barrel. It just has like a burnt smell for me. Like charry or burnt? No, like something burnt like slightly burnt plastic, maybe. I don't know. This bottle's gonna set you back twenty bucks. Wow. Give or take. Big spenders. 80 proof. Standard scotchness. Mm-hmm. You said it's single malt. Is that what it is? This is blended. Okay. Dewar's is all blended. Okay. And then they're they're actually well known for their blending techniques. Like they started off as a blender. They were never really in the single malt game. And now if you go to the stores, you see they've got quite a bit of variety as oh far my God, as... they have a ton. Like they do port cask finish. They're doing mm-hmm. mezcal cask finish. They do... 
but obviously sherry cask is pretty much what right. they all do anyway but then you're getting different age statements to 17 year this uh this whole double double thing they've got three different ones they've got a 21 year a 27 year and the 32 year right and i think this 27 is going to fit right in the sweet spot when we get to it but before we get into that too much what do you think about this uh this white label it's, uh, it's not horrible i'm not a fan of the nose at all like it, the nova nose for me is just a slightly off-putting no, there's not much there for the nose. Mm-mm. But I, there's like a, a background, like there's there's something in the background that I just don't care for. But you don't you don't get it in the in the taste at all. Okay, I think it tastes all right. This isn't the worst scotch I own. Oh, really? Or I've had this is. It, it just needs a little bit of something for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could easily drink this if if I was went to. A, you know, a dive bar or whatever, and this is the scotch that they have, and throw a couple ice cubes in it, I could be happy drinking and talking with friends, but... Yeah, for consumption purposes. By no means would I ever buy this bottle. No, and that's why I did <laughs> good, good choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's doable. If you're doing, yeah. doing scotch and soda, this is good. It's got nice flavors to it. It's got a little bit of smokiness to it, but it's not like... It's not hitting you with, like good sweetness or single malt graininess it just it's very very bland it's just lacking a little bit of something something so that being said i wouldn't recommend buying this bottle even for 20 bucks i think when you come when it comes to scotch just just put a little extra effort in and just get something really good then you won't be disappointed do you ever buy a scotch to blend with not to blend with but to make cocktails for never see i have never i've done that either so like something well, like this would never be like i do take that back i'd like i buy johnny walker black to be kind of like the scotch that i'm going to use to make cocktails yeah with. but i can watch drink johnny walker black neat though exactly yeah, and that's, that's why i do it yeah like that's the bottom that's the lowest i'll go when it comes to purchasing a scotch for my home sure okay but you're also a whiskey drinker too and why bring yourself down to the the doers white label level maybe if it was just first starting off I was like yeah looks like they've rebranded their stuff pretty mm-hmm. decently because mm-hmm. i always thought doers was just a shit brand and right. then when this stuff came out you know especially this double double stuff it won some awards yeah it's, it's won a lot of awards yeah. actually yep that's all they do is win they're winners they well <laughs> they, they've changed hands quite a bit too so I'll give you a little bit of history on the Doers brand itself. Imagine me sitting in a wooden chair <laughs> in my study, <laughs> holding a pipe that is not lit. I, I wish that I had a study. Really, this could be your study someday. Nah, it's just a gigantic room with. It is. It's a big. Bo- I'm surprised it sounds as good as it mm-hmm. does now. We've come a long way. Yeah. If you listen to our first couple episodes when we did it in the other room, oh yeah, <laughs> when yeah we yeah. sit at the little table, it was pretty echoey and. We had to put a little more production in it, but now this is this is pretty good. So, Dewar started back in 1846 by Mr. John Dewar Sr. Over the years, they have built many other distilleries. Aberfeldy. Okay. Just for an example. They've done a couple other ones too, like Craig Leish. I, I don't know how to say that one, but... Uh, don't don't ask me how to say the names. Right. We'll figure out that... Figure it out eventually when we talk to yeah. the Drew. Yep, the whiskey lore mm-hmm. professor. He's he's the good one for that. They joined the Distillers Company. There's like a Scottish distiller. It's called Distillers. And like, like a co-op? Yeah, they kind sure. of acquired a bunch of names, and uh, that was back in 1925. So they started, they started building, and then Guinness actually picked them up in 1986. Okay. They are purchased by Guinness. Okay. And so Guinness was getting all of these Scotch brands. And then, oddly enough, they 
were actually purchased by Diageo, 1997. Diageo owns a ton of everything. Everything. Yeah, Diageo owns pretty much the gambit. And then after that, they were purchased by Bacardi, like one year later. Hmm. So <laughs> they've been they've been around the block. So now owned by Bacardi. Bacardi might be the reason for the rebranding. Could have been, but that that was 1998 when they were acquired oh, by abs- Bacardi. Absolutely not. But, then. <laughs> but maybe just in the past, like five or ten years, sure. or even like five years, with I think this the resurgence of scotch, of whiskey. scotch and whiskey, and yeah. just like the appreciation of this stuff they probably need to like oh if this brand is going to really stand up everything else they need some good branding and everything. Sure. so and then they came out with these uh double double age which is which is great weird story though there was actually a big uh trading fraud scandal with guinness when they acquired all these brands from distillers company they were jacking up the price of the trades for guinness to make it look really appealable so they could easily acquire these other companies sure and then once they got it, you know, at a lower cost, they were, you know, they had it. And they're like, yeah. Right. Trying to screw over the man, you know. I think that's going on right now with uh, GameStop. GameStop and, and stuff like AMC that. AMC and yeah, shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. My daughter yeah. is all into, she's like a stock market professional now. Oh, really? She's a 22-year-old <laughs> stock market professional. She's like, are you getting in on this? Everybody that has read it right now is now yep. freaking like. Professionals. Yeah. Well, the dudes that did this, there was four of them that were all in it together, and they got caught, and they went to prison, and they had to pay big fines. Huh? So don't do that shit, people. But anyway, here we are now, drinking doers. It's still alive. No thanks to Guinness, assholes. And I'm just kidding. It wasn't Guinness itself. I know. It was the stock people. <laughs> but maybe it was Guinness. It probably was. It was the Irish getting back for taking that, taking that column still when they could have had it. <laughs> That's another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah. If you want to find out more about any of this shit, you can go on the internet. There's this thing called Google, and you can find out anything you want yeah, to know. No shit. Well. So I shared with you what I can. Now let's drink some more whiskey, shall we? I have been. This is. Yeah, you're. Putting I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it's. I'm getting warmed up to it, but it's. It's just going down smooth now. Yeah, it's not the worst. Once you get past the the first like off putting part of it, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's just okay. Save some because you're gonna have to go back to it. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not saving some. Wow, it's gone. It's, it's he said. Gone. He says save some as I take my last drink. There's a drop <laughs> left. I'm gonna leave a drop. <laughs> it's always fun to go We're back. Good. If you try the good stuff, then you go back to the shitty stuff or less desirable stuff. Right. Whatever. I wouldn't call it shitty. It's just it's hard to go to something that's twenty dollars a bottle in scotch to something that's gonna cost if it was the same size. You know, a hundred and sixty, hundred. You know. Yeah. $200 at some places, so... Yeah, let's shift gears to the doer's double-double-aged 27 years. Let's do it. I've been waiting for this. Well, you're in for a treat, I think. This is right up your alley. Like I said, I've tried the 21-year. Oh, that nose is quite nice. Yes. And sweet. You're going to get some pretty interesting flavors off of it, I think. In comparison to the white label, there's oh, really God, not yeah. a comparison. No. It's, it's like a whole other monster. This is... Going to be a little stronger too. This is forty six percent, as opposed to forty. Yes. Okay. Um, price point, like we talked about, this comes in a three three hundred seventy five milliliter bottle, which I believe was in the eighty dollar price range. So, right. If you're going to buy a seven fifty, you're looking at one hundred sixty bucks. Right. Fun fact: Total Wine Amore sells this for a hundred bucks. Ooh. Yeah. So Woodman's is actually cheaper than Total Wine. So nice. Yeah. There's said to be some 500 milliliter bottles of this floating around too, so maybe it's the, okay. Maybe it's the 500 milliliter. Maybe, but, but I don't know. If that maybe would be. I just assumed that it was a 375. So okay, 
it probably is, right? Because this is not a... You're not going to see this one everywhere. No. And you know what? When I was at Total Wine and More, they had the 21, the 27, and the 32, and they were all 375s. Okay. But that was only one one place I was looking, so... I just love the floral notes with a little bit of honeysuckle or the honey behind it, and just... Yes. It's got some great, great notes to it. It's got some good graininess Mm. to it, some good maltiness to it. Wow, that's coating, too. Yes. But evenly. It's not hitting anywhere. It's non, non-chill non filtered, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, or it's yep. unfiltered. No artificial colors. Right. So this is, it's dark. It's darker than the, the Dewar's White Label, which probably uses artificial coloring, yeah. I'd say. This one is as pure as it gets. So should we talk about this double-double aged? Yeah, that's, I think that's the most interesting part besides, just real quick, like the the, the taste behind this is the, the palette. Wow. Like I said, super coating, just very interesting doesn't hit you too hard anywhere but it's just it's right. like having a dessert it's just smooth and just good mm-hmm. it's rich mm-hmm. rich tasty all right it doesn't drink like a like a really sweet scotch and it doesn't drink like a really peaty scotch it's kind of just somewhere in its own little ballpark if right. that makes sense right but it's not like a mix between the two like it doesn't there's no peatiness to it at all mm, it's not trying to be something that it's not yeah so this is a process of aging that was created back in 1901 by aj cameron who was their first master distiller. This has actually been recreated by Stephanie Mac- McLeod? Stephanie From Mc- the clan McLeod? Stephanie McLeod? Is she a Highlander? She might be. Remember the TV show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> Whatever they say. She is a, she's a master distiller for, for okay. doers. So this is a nice little homage to the OG styles of blending. So it's double-double-aged basically four different stages of what they do so so yeah they take the 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 single grain whiskeys and the single malt whiskeys and they they age those in separate barrels and then they blend all of their single grains and then they blend all of their single malts in their own vats right and then they age that and then they blend the blends of the the malts and the single grains together that's where you get your standard blended scotch right which i would say and then it's that fourth stage that really takes the center stage (laughs) (laughs) god and is that aged in a sherry then this is aged in a sherry cask but it's not just any sherry cask this is finished in a palo cortado palo cortado palo cortado sure sherry cask which is probably one of the most obscure sherry casks out there really Mm -hmm. in fact it was only made on accident (laughs) really yes but now it's a thing so think of a an Oloroso sherry sure. cask, which mm-hmm. is which is excellent. And there's the I don't even know how to say it. Ama Amatilado Amatilado. I'm glad you're trying sherry. to say it. Amatilado sherry and Oloroso is pretty much what the cask is that they're finishing this in, which is the Pelo Cordado. Okay. And the thing about the Amatilado. No, I'm fucking butchering that, but whatever. Just stay with me, people. The way they age it in those casks is there's a there's a layer of yeast over the top of the whiskey in that barrel, which seals in all those flavors. So sure. it's not doesn't have as much oxidization. Sure. And then they add extra extra spirits to that, like extra alcohol, and that breaks up the yeast and, really? the, and that gets everything kind of moving around. Huh. So yeah. It sounds like such an odd process that Someone should be throwing a fit about it. There's there's not a whole lot going on with it, but it's very rare hmm. and it's very expensive. 
So like you can get loose style thirty year right like finishes of this stuff, which is just I'm I can't imagine what the price would be right. for a bottle of that stuff. Most times you buy a bottle of that and you get like a bottle of scotch with it that's finished in it. Sure, so it's it's crazy. So the twenty one year is finished in a regular Oloroso cask, and then the thirty two year is finished in a PX sherry cask. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is right in the middle. Oh, I got you. I don't know exactly how much this specific cask tends or gives to this flavor, but I like what's going on. I would say quite a bit. Just you definitely getting some of that sherry from it towards the end. I mean, not at the first couple of tastes. I don't. I think once my palate warms up to it, it you can definitely tell that it's there. And I'm not I'm not a huge fan of overaged and sherry. I'm kind of one of those guys who doesn't care for it too much. But this is I think when it comes to scotch, it's a different story than bourbon. Right. Oh yeah. But even the scotches that are overaged and sherry sometimes it's, they're they're kind of off putting. So what would be an example of an overaged sherry cask finish mm. scotch? I got a compass box that's, I think, way overaged in something mm. um, that someone bought me for a gift that I don't really care for. Well, this one is just delicious, though. I mean, this is like this is like charcuterie board drinking scotch. <laughs> like, I think it has like all those like like funky, cheesy, like dark fruity. Sure. And then like the light honey, like this. It's kind of got all that stuff yeah. going on. Yeah, but you can't pick one out at a time. Some nice crackers. Nice, nice, thick, crunchy cracker. Well, mine's almost gone. You can have some more. So yeah, this is delicious. Thank you again for getting this for me for my birthday. Yeah. I'm glad you get to try it as well. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Would would you buy it for yourself? Um, After trying this, I would try the 32 next. Ah, yes. I would. I would take a shot at it and just see if it's all it's cracked up to be. So it's going to come in a little more expensive. Was it like 119 or something like that? 120? About 120, 125, sure. yeah. Yeah. And this is a small bottle. It's a it's a 375. 375. Yeah. Yep. But consider, I think we've talked about this before, but considering some of the bottles I bought recently, I would say it's that's an easy buy for me as long as I can make it last. As opposed to buying just a bunch of random shit I've never had before and I know I'm not going to like, or it's a, a big risk for $40, $50 here and there. Said nickel and diamond myself. I'm just going to get something that I, can, I should like, I guess. Yeah. I can appreciate these smaller bottles. Yeah. You know, it's nice to be able to try something. Like, I would not pay $160 for this bottle. Right. Just on a whim. Right. Like, oh, is it good? Let me try it for $160. Mm-hmm. No, wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But at this smaller bottle, I think it's a lot more approachable. And I think they knew that going into it, too. Right. There's a lot of fucking work going into these bottles. Double, double aging all those different steps all that moving all that different stuff going on they're definitely trying to sell this shit too because i think maybe they they take the name of doers which you know isn't really well known for amazing scotch and i mean they've doctored this fucking bottle up a lot Mm -hmm. i mean it's a beautiful bottle it kind of reminds me of like the sagamore rye bottle just a little bit it's kind of got those similar curves to it and like it's like diamond harsh lines and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a nice bottle but it also comes in like that white box kind of like how compass box comes in a you know, just a little bit more aggressive, like fancy box, like a fucking iPhone. You yep. know, this is kind of like the same thing. So they're, yeah, they're, they're they're dressing it up nice and neat. It is like an iPhone box. Yeah. Let's see how long it takes to open. <laughs> yep. It's got some weight to it. That's Five just seconds. A box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the packaging is is quite impressive, and it should be for eighty dollars for right just a little thing. You didn't want to save something to go back to it, did no, you? No, uh-uh. I didn't. It's not a bad thing. It tastes like burnt marshmallows. Yeah, I don't want to go back to it. <laughs> Which I think that's what happened last episode, too. We yes. went back to the to the entry-level stuff. 
There's one episode that we've done last couple of shows where we went back to entry level and it actually made it better or it was just as good as it was before. But typically when we go back, it's ugh. like it has like a fake. It's not I'm, I'm not saying any of these have fake sweetener in it, but it always has that fake mm-hmm. sweetener taste to it or whatever. Some type corn of corn syrupy. Artificial. Yeah. yeah. Weird. So let me ask you a question, Neil. Ask away. What do you know about this no tater stuff on it? Um, concerning whiskey. No tater? Yeah. Like no potato? No tater. Like notation? No, just tater. T-A-T-E-R, I believe. I don't know anything about it. So you you follow Fred Minnick, though, right? Yeah. He had a fucking Instagram video or some shit with him dancing in a giant potato costume. Mm Mm-hmm. As like the no tater. And I've always been seeing this like hashtag no tater zone on uh, Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. I was like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Like, is this a vodka reference or whatever? Oh, okay, maybe, yeah. It is not. What is a it? tater, I believe, and, you know, call me out if I'm wrong on this, but a tater is someone who is very much like... An imitator? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So it's, it's someone who pretends that they know a lot about a substance okay, and markets that out to the masses... But really, they right. don't have no fucking clue what they're talking about. That happens a lot. Not so, just in the whiskey world, but... Yeah. And we kind of talked about like the whole cancel culture thing or whatever before. like People calling people out and stuff like that. Right. It's what people are doing who feel like they have a good base knowledge of whiskey, calling other people, calling them taters. <laughs> okay. To pretty much saying, these guys are douchebags, like fucking taters or whatever. And that's kind of what's rolling around the whole instagram and the whole whiskey world right now took me forever to figure that out though are we taters i would say that yes but we don't market ourselves as experts so we're not we're not taters right we're just two guys drinking whiskey exactly and we bring to the table what what we'd like to do right that's all there is we're not trying to we're not trying to take advantage of people yeah, if we do this like, we <laughs> this is a hobby we don't have a patreon page <laughs> where we're trying to get money from people to yeah. like sit and you know talk to us so but there is a lot of people out there who do that. And it's funny you bring that up because we were just talking about this whole, you know, stock market shit with mm-hmm. we didn't really know anything about that until my daughter actually brought it up to me. I've been off social media quite a bit lately just because I've been really busy at work and I just right. haven't had time to really fuck around. So I don't really know what's going on with all the current, current events. But then I started hearing about it. And then as I started to dive into a little bit more, just to kind of see what was actually going on, you hear a lot of people who really don't know what they're talking about speaking on it and it's a lot of blind leading the blind and yes and people listen to it right and yeah it's, absolutely it, it's a lot of regurgitation too mm-hmm. like and i can understand how somebody such as as fred medic or anybody who has built a life off of what they do with whiskey mm-hmm. or bourbon or whatever they're doing and it really dilutes what's what they're doing i think right yeah you know, i agree so how many fucking whiskey podcasts are there now probably hundreds if not more and we've been in, we, like, this is our year, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've, been, yeah. we've been doing it for a year and, you know, we've got a decent following, but we're not like, we're not trying to like pretend we know the ins and outs of distilleries and we know people and right. shit like that. Right. You know, because we don't. We just know what we know. We drink what we drink. Mm-hmm. We speak from our own experience. But being someone who imitates and can get a following based on that and like really drive a business behind it. Like, people can make a lot of fucking money on social media and 
you know, speaking engagements and everything. You don't need to know a whole lot about fucking whiskey and distilling and everything else. You just need to know the right stuff and speak at the right time to the right mm-hmm. people. Be influential. And look the right way. Yes. And people fucking throw everything at you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, it's it's sick watching Instagram, like, these influencers. Mm, yeah. Like, all the free shit that they get and everything else. And, you know, this person probably doesn't even like whiskey or, you know, whatever else. You never know. Right. It's just always interesting to see, like, what's behind the curtain. Like, what's really going on. Could be anything. I think we're pretty real. Real as it comes, man. Yeah. It's just interesting. I think going forward... You're going to see a lot more of this shit kind of squash too, because it seems like 2021 is the year where the major players in the game that have been doing this are starting to kind of, like you said, call people out. Right. I haven't seen anybody do that yet, but also I don't like have a huge network of whiskey people or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. And it's something that I wouldn't do myself. No. Like if, if, if we talk shit about somebody, it's because yeah. we just don't like them. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like it's because they're a dick. Yeah. Yep. Like, I'm not going to talk shit on somebody who just started doing, you know, YouTube videos or Facebook videos mm-hmm. doing tastings because you got to start somewhere. Right. You know, and it's, it's how long are you going to last at what you're doing, too. I think most of them I watch is more of the, not because of the knowledge that they have, but the, it's like comic relief for me. Like that kid in uh, Great Britain. Oh, that London, is it London yeah, yeah, Bourbon yeah. Or, or London? Bur- Bourbon House, I think it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he fucking puts that big box. He's like, yes, it's fucking Monday, blah, blah. And, like, you're amazing. And, like, it's just fun to watch him. Well, it's because like, he's genuine. He's Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, Yep. Yeah, I like, that, I like people like that. It's not trying to be somebody else. Right, yeah. I think our podcast is really a bread and butter as far as, like, doing what we enjoy. And we've got listeners. Yeah. So it's great. So It's, it's fun to do. Yeah, thank you guys for, for listening to us and not... Not being a tater. <laughs> <laughs> you just look it up sometime. You'll you'll fucking like it. I will. I'll check it out. So yeah, this episode's probably not as long as normal. Yeah. Doers was legit. And it will be for the next three drinks that are left in that bottle. <laughs> so it's kind of sad that it's such a small bottle, but then again, it's... Do you want some more? Nope. What's your plans for this evening? Finish fucking taking care of my headache. Mm. And then I was working on my fucking table all day yesterday, sanding away at it. And I was just inhaling shit nonstop. So we got a quote for a, a garage gym. Like yes. I, sh- I showed you that squat rack or whatever. Yep. Pretty soon, Neil's going to be coming over for sphincter kisses and baking the baking the cake. Baking that cake. <laughs> yeah, get those squats Get them squizats in. Yep. Well, cool, man. Uh, what are we going to do next week? Um, I finally think it's a good time to tackle that bottle of smoke wagon, uncut, unfiltered. I believe I pulled it off the shelf once on a show. Next week... It's an awesome time to go ahead and do a highlight on that. Yes. And then I'm going to do what's in the bag with it. Um, something else from MGP. Okay. That sounds so, good. Something else blended or just something from just something from MGP? Yes, we'll have to see. Okay. I think MGP acquired Lux Row Distillery. They sure did. Wow. Yeah. It's like 300 some million or something like that. Yeah. If I have my numbers right. Yeah. Jeez. That's buying them up. That's high roller shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. But saying that's... That's people buying whiskey and stuff like that, like 376 million or whatever it was. Like, damn. You get to a certain point, and it's more like rock and roll. You eventually sell out at some point. You cash in. <laughs> yeah, why not? You get that money. Yeah. You build a brand, you do something great, and then it's like, oh, I'll give you X million dollars for your, what you've done. That's the payoff. Right? Yeah. Do something else or whatever you want to do. Find something else that you can do. All right, man. Well, I think that about does it for today. You guys listening out there, make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening and make sure you come back next week for more delicious whiskey goodness. Cheers.
Cheers. <laughs>